Good morning and welcome to the Kingdom Leadership Equipping Group and to the KLE Podcast. This is your host, Sean Smith, and we are talking Sunday message. Just something that really came up in my heart this morning, early hours this morning, to, and I felt like I needed to share this and wanted to share this with you. You know, we've got so many people going live. Of course, churches are all trying to communi- keep communicating with their people wherever they are in the world and um, you know whatever situation they're facing themselves in. So large and small churches are having to communicate using digital platforms, which I think is a great thing. I think we need to learn to use that, uh, those mediums, and use it more. Uh, I mean, we're talking huge churches are having to double down to using digital formats, the platforms, social media platforms that they have. I still am very uh, concerned or rather of the strong, strong, uh, uh, what would I say, a strong sense and urgency that there needs to be a, a, um, what's the right word, a devolving of power, an empowerment of people on the ground to do more of this, to use the gifting that they have where they are to reach people where they are and not keep it so central. We've become a very central focused kind of situation in the church where the focus is a man and one man or one woman and one woman's communication and so there needs to be a devolvement of that an empowerment of people i love what miles monroe said he said when somebody says to him that my pastor or my teacher or my prophet bishop apostle whatever is powerful he said that tells me everything about the person that is the bishop the pastor whoever it is he said, because they are not empowered. As soon as they seeing them as powerful, then there's something out of sync with the whole thing. So just that's my start. Um, and, but really what we're seeing is a lot of people jumping on, doing those you know, teachings, etc. And it all relates a lot to um, what's going on in the world right now. It's very relevant, I suppose. Uh, we've got a lot of talk about um, people's revelations and insights and prophecies regarding these things. Um, everybody's got an opinion uh, and sometimes they spiritualize their opinion to make it sound very spiritual, to make them sound very powerful, that they are so insightful. Uh, there's, there's so much um, jostling going on. Of course, in Iran, we've got uh, imams declaring that um, this is an American Jewish um, virus that's being spread. That no, you know, the Iranians mustn't um, take notice of it and mustn't pay heed to all the government instructions because it's it's uh, a devil from the infidels. So, so we've got from one extreme to the other. And all of this stuff is going on. But this scripture came to me today from 
1 Corinthians chapter 2, and I'm reading from verse 14 from the Amplified Bible. And the Amplified Bible says it like this, But the natural unbelieving man does not accept the things, the teachings, the revelations of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness, absurd, and illogical to him. And he is incapable of understanding them because they are spiritually discerned and appreciated. Listen to that. He is incapable of understanding them because they are spiritually discerned and appreciated. It goes on to say, and he is unqualified to judge spiritual matters. He's unqualified to judge spiritual matters. But the spiritual man, the spiritually mature Christian judges all things, questions, examines, and applies what the Holy Spirit reveals. Yet he himself judged by no one. The unbeliever cannot judge and understand the believer's spiritual nature. For Isaiah says this, verse 16, For who has known the mind and the purposes of the Lord, so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ, to be guided by his thoughts and his purposes. Another translation says, Who has ever intimately known the mind of the Lord, Yahweh, well enough to become his counselor? Christ has, and we possess Christ's perceptions. We possess Christ's perceptions. Really, you know, there's three types of spiritual men in the world. Three, three categories of spirituality. We have the unbeliever who is called the sarkikos or sukikos, sokikos. It's like the, the um, suki means um, a totally soulish person, totally soulish. They unbelieving. They cannot discern. They cannot understand. They cannot. Uh, they cannot. You know, apply. They. They. They have. They totally ignorant of spiritual things. They operate purely in the physical realm. Um, they will try and grasp philosophies. They will try um, and maybe go a religious route uh, at times to try and give them peace in situations, to try and give them, you know, some kind of esoteric uh, conceptualization. They they will try, you know, various so-called spiritual things to, uh, to in fact, appease the, the desire, the demand of their heart, which is for life, spiritual life, and they cannot find it. They cannot quench it. They will keep pursuing. They will keep doing what is necessary. They will keep uh, going through the the rituals, etc., to try and find peace in this crazy world. And, well, they say they do, but the bottom line, I, I told somebody the other day, they were asking me, you know, so what about these people that say they find peace in other religions, etc.? And I said, you know, the day comes when you have to close your eyes, um, at the last moments of your life. And that's when all is revealed. That's when it's revealed what you really have in your heart or don't have in your heart. And of course, when you put off this tent and you now stand naked spiritually, that's when everything counts. 
How do you stand before the Lord, the author and the finisher of our faith? So, let me just add you. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for hopping on this teaching. I Welcome. It's great to have you with me. And I am uh, speaking on audio today, not on video, live video, simply because I want to give opportunity to people that do not have a lot of uh, data bandwidth to access some information as well. Really what I want to do is, you know, I'm not into trying to preach uh, to you, I'm really just sharing some thoughts with you to give you something to think about. So, we've got the Sukikos man, we've got the Sarkikos man. The Sarkikos, Sarkos um, speaks about meat or carnal. Um, we're talking about the believer who is uh, unspiritual. <laughs> so, uh, every man has a spirit. We are spirit. We have a soul. We live in a body. Everybody is a spirit. But the Sarkikos man, he has the capacity, he has the ability, he has, he's been renewed by the Spirit of God. He's in Christ. He has the ability to relate to spiritual things. He, ca he has the capacity to understand them. He has the capacity to discern them, to question, examine, and apply what the Holy Spirit reveals. Um, and yet he or she cannot, they will not, simply because they are now caught up in a very carnal kind of situation. So here we find if we go to the next chapter in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, it says this, however, brothers and sisters, I could not talk to you as to spiritual people, but only as to worldly people dominated by the human nature or by human nature. In other words, by the senses, by how you feel, what you see, what you hear, what you smell, what you taste, by the senses. They are sense uh, driven. They are driven by and they're very conscious of the senses. They're very conscious of how they feel, what they look like, what's going on around them rather than by the spirit realm. So they're dominated by human nature, mere infants. Listen to this, mere infants, babies in the new life in Christ. So they could be already way down the line. They could be in Christ for many years, but yet they're still babies in the new life in Christ. And he says, I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not yet able to receive the solid food. Never ever get yourself to the place where you think more highly than you do of yourself. You know, is that many people are like, I want the meat. I don't get the meat. Yeah, I want the meat. And they're actually not ready for the meat. Uh, they think they are. It's like babies. You know, I see my granddaughter. She wants to eat the big things. She wants to eat big pieces and she doesn't yet know how to chew and she quickly chokes on it and we got to take it away from her because she'll, she'll try and want to eat big things and big pieces and big pieces of meat and she can't. We have to reduce it to small pieces for her and make it as soft and as palatable as possible. And that's how some Christians are. They think they can eat big pieces and they demand big pieces, but they actually can't consume it. Because when you give it to them, they get offended. 
Verse 2, he goes on to say, I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not yet able to receive it. Even now, you are still not ready. You are still worldly, controlled by, listen to this, by ordinary impulses and the sinful capacity. You're controlled by ordinary impulses. In other words, you act just like the the unbeliever, the natural man, the uh, the um, sukikos man. The sarkikos man, the, the meat-minded or carnal believer, acts just like the uh, unbeliever. More conscious of their feelings, more conscious of what's going around them, um, more conscious of what they feel, what they taste, what, you know, uh, their senses, they sense-driven, and they pick up everything with their senses, and that sort of is their education. They are more sense-driven like the believer. He goes on to say this, For as long as there is jealousy and strife and discord among you, are you not <coughs> excuse me, unspiritual? And are you not walking like ordinary men, unchanged by faith? See, faith is a spiritual force. It connects you to the spirit realm. If as long as you are operating in the things of the natural man, and he, he's talking about jealousy, strife, discord, as characteristics of this category of person, uh, you are unspiritual and you are walking like ordinary Unbelieving men unchanged by faith. Faith changes you because faith is the connection first to Jesus as Lord, to your salvation and to the spirit realm. For when one of you says, I'm a disciple of Paul and another, I'm a disciple of Apollos. Are you not proving yourselves unchanged, unchanged, just ordinary people? Um. Some other translations go like this. I'm completely frustrated by your unspiritual dealings with each other and with God. You're acting like infants in relation to Christ, capable of nothing much more than nursing at the breast. In other words, you still have to be nurtured, breastfed. Well, then I'll nurse you since you don't seem capable of anything more. As long as you grab for what makes you feel good and makes you look important, are you really much different than a baby at the breast, content only when everything's going your way. Another translation says, when I was with you, I found it impossible to speak to you as to though, as to you as those who are spiritually mature people, for you are still dominated, listen to this, by the mindset of the flesh. You know, I talk about this often, is these mindsets. Friday, Steve and I spoke about the perception within a crisis and so many are still dominated by the mindset of the flesh, the mindset of the flesh. You see, it's your outlook, it's your perception, it's how you see yourself, how you, what your, what your mindset is. And because you are immature infants in Christ, you have that mindset. You have an immature mindset. I want to say is that this is where people go very quickly to being religious. They become 
a they want to cover their their um, fleshliness, their carnality, their inability to discern and see spiritual things with religiosity. And religion will look spiritual. They try and look, but it's actually very false. You see, and I'm going to get to the spiritual man now. And he says, verse 2, I had to nurse you and feed you with milk, not with solid food of more advanced teachings, because you weren't ready for it. In fact, you are still not ready to be fed solid food, for you are living your lives dominated again by the mindset of the flesh. You are living your lives dominated by the mindset of of the flesh in other words from a fleshly perspective isn't that what Jesus told Peter he said you are mindful or you have a mindset that is not of God but of man get behind me satan what he was saying is you your mindset is influenced by demonic forces by satan itself and and therefore your mindset is causing you to do this to have these actions to make these decisions that is not aligned with God's mindset a spiritual mindset and ultimately a kingdom mindset you are living your lives by the mindset of the flesh ask yourselves this is there jealousy among you do you compare yourselves with others do you quarrel like children and end up taking sides if so this proves that you're living your lives centered on yourselves, dominated by, yes, the mindset of the flesh and behaving like unbelievers. For when you divide yourselves up in groups, a Paul group, an Apollos group, you're acting like people without the Spirit's influence. You see, there's an influence of the Holy Spirit. I did a podcast a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I, I think it was a couple of weeks ago. And I spoke about who's influencing you. And because we need to discern, are we being, you see, if you've got a fleshly mindset, you are being influenced by the kingdoms of this world. But if you've got a spiritual mindset, you're being influenced by the spirit of God. And, and these, he's giving here the characteristics of whether you are a Sukikos or a Sarkikos man, a person. And therefore, um, you are in fact um, experiencing these, these issues that... Are, are discerning or deciding what your influence is. So now we talk about the spiritual man. Verse 15 of chapter 2 says, but the spiritual man, the spiritual man there is, is pneumaticos, pneuma, P-N-E-U-maticos, M-A-T-I-K-O-S, the pneumaticos man. That is or spirit person, the, the spiritually mature Christian or believer, the spiritually mature. In other words, they judge all things. They question, examine, apply what the Holy Spirit reveals. They don't have to show themselves to be spiritual. They don't have to try and show how great 
revelation they have or how great their position is or how wonderful their gift is. They don't have to come up with, you know, uh, Michelle was telling me today about, about somebody that was going, I was in Wuhan and I had a revelation the Lord revealed to me. This um, virus and how this one is working with this one to overthrow this one. And, and I go, you know, yes, all of that is nice and hunky-dory, but why? Why do we have to have this, like, super, the Lord revealed to me, the Lord said to me, you know, that I, it's just like, all of this is not discernment. It's, you know, that's what I love about, oftentimes about business, you know, spiritual business people. They just, Spend time with God all day. They're, hearing, they're, not, they're busy. But they're hearing from God, obeying the Lord, doing what God tells them to do, and uh, seeing the results of it. They don't have to walk around going, he, yay, he, yay. They don't have to do, um, you know, show how spiritual they are or how spiritually powerful they are. They just do the things. They do it humbly. They don't do it with show, but they are they are discerning. They are examining. They are applying what the Holy Spirit reveals. These are pneumatic cost people. Just because somebody is powerful doesn't mean they are spiritual. That's what we need to understand. You know, I, I'm actually at a place where when people start telling me the Lord said, you know, I just go, yeah, that's great. I understand where, you, where you're coming from, but... You know, it's become such a such a put off to the world that that it's it's like, you know, <laughs> I don't know how to put this. It just really, really is unnecessary. It's unnecessary for for us to come out, show it, show it, because what he says is that the pneumaticus man, the spiritually mature man, judges all things, examines. Questions, applies what the Holy Spirit reveals, yet he is himself judged by no one. The unbeliever cannot judge, understand even the believer's spiritual nature, this pneumaticos way, mindset. And he goes, this is the mindset now, verse 16, for who has known the mind and purposes of the Lord. That's quoted from Isaiah, so as to instruct him. But we have the mind or the mindset or the the um, view, the perspective of Christ to be guided by his thoughts and purposes. Isn't that powerful? To be guided by his thoughts and purposes. Um, who, another translation, who, uh, um, but, but, but anyone who has... Uh, Knows, well, sorry, here we go. Is there anyone around who knows God's spirit? Anyone who knows what he's doing has been answered. This is the answer. Christ knows. And we have Christ's spirit. The spirit of God unveils the 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 the, the truths, the, the teaching that Jesus gave concerning the kingdom of God. The spirit of God reveals it to our hearts. The spirit of God will give us the mindset, the the insight, the perspective of the Lord so that we can have His perceptions. Who has intimately known the mind of the Lord? Christ has. And we possess Christ's possessions, perceptions rather, Christ's perceptions. I want to go down to a footnote on that and listen to this. It says, we believers possess the Holy Spirit who reveals the thoughts and purposes of Christ. 
The revelation of the kingdom of God that Jesus preached was not understood by the intellect of men, but by those who welcomed his truth. Humanly speaking, no one can understand the mysteries of God without the Holy Spirit. Those who have the Holy Spirit now possess the, the perceptions of Christ's mind. Listen to this. This is so powerful. Those who have the Holy Spirit, those who have the Spirit of God, possess the perceptions of Christ's mind and can implement His purposes on the earth. And can implement His purposes on the earth. They possess the perceptions of Christ's perception mindset, the kingdom mindset, the king's mindset, and they can implement his purposes on the earth. They can implement his purposes on the earth. You see, it takes that spiritually discerning person because of course one um, one Corinthians chapter three goes on to say, however, to many of you, I cannot speak to you as to spiritual simply because you are still engaged in a in a um, carnal mindset or in a carnal perception or a worldly way of perceiving and considering and interpreting and discerning things. You are not from a pneumaticos point of view or a pneumaticos perception where you can see things from the kingdom of God and you cannot implement the purpose of purposes of God. And that's where we come right down to how do I actually get to that spirit of God? I'm really just wanting to show you today the characteristics of these three areas. I woke up this morning with those three things in my spirit. It was the sarkikos, sukikos, and pneumaticos man. And how vitally important it is that we move from the sukikos man, which is totally unbelieving, totally removed from the... They're still spiritual. They're just being in, totally influenced controlled by, manipulated by, uh, tormented by the prince of the power of the air who works in the sons of disobedience, Ephesians chapter 2 says. And we then have the sarkikos man who is a spiritual, has the capacity, has the ability to understand the mind of the Lord, but cannot simply because they are their perception, their mindset is very much still from what controls this world. They still are very much um, evaluating things, scrutinizing things from a a carnal character from a carnal perception, from a very, uh, what does it say? Let's pop over there quickly. I love how he said it. Um, bum, bum, bum. Living your lives dominated by the mindset of the flesh. So it's still very carnal. It's still very much what's going conscious, sense-led, conscious of the surroundings. And those things are 
influenced by the prince of the power of the air. But now the spiritual man, the pneumaticos man, has the influence of the spirit so that they have the mindset of the spirit. And when they have the mindset of the spirit, they are able to implement, they can discern and implement in fact, the purposes of God, because they are spiritually discerning, they can understand it, they can examine it, they can judge it, and they can apply it, implement it. Um, so, that's really what I wanted to share with you today. Three categories of believer, of, of person. It's really three categories of person. You, only, you fit into one of the three. We've got to get away from the, 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 the sort of um, show when we're not. We've got, to get, we've, got to, we've got to get people to move into by faith connecting to the, the, the Spirit of God so that they can receive their capacity and walk in the things and the life of God. If you haven't got the life of God, you can't walk in it anyway. So we need to move people into that capacity by faith where they receive the king receiving the lord become a um, uh, <clears throat> um, are saved where they are become a new creature in christ where they now have the ability to walk in those things and then to grow up and not become carnal so many people are still carnal today not empowered to in fact discern and implement the purposes of god Spiritually, they can't do it. They can't see it. They don't know how. They can't perceive it. They are very much bound to what they feel, what's conscious of and aware of what's around them rather than what's in the spirit realm. That's a pneumatic cost, man. Let's talk some more about this next week because we need to walk in the gifts, abilities and true growth of God's kingdom through the spirit of God. No one is a superstar. We are all members of God's family, God's family. And so that's what we need to implement. That's what we need to do. All right. So evaluate yourself, assess where you are at. Don't try and show yourself to be something that you're not. And, and even if you are, you know, I, I really believe that when you are a, a pneumaticos person, when you are a spiritual person, you don't have to try and show how spiritual you are. You don't have to show what great revelations you are and how great your gifting is. You don't have to be a superstar. You don't have to be showy. You don't, because immediately you do that. You're becoming already a carnal situation. Um, I mean, isn't that what, what the, the other translation said? Uh, let's see where that is. It said, as long as you grab for what makes you feel good or makes you look important, are you really much different than a babe at the breast, content only when everything's going your way. You're living your lives dominated by the wrong mindset. We need a mindset shift. We need to be renewed in the spirit of our mind, putting off the old, putting on the new. That's what I'll talk about next week. All right. So thanks for being with me. I hope this uh, gives you some insight, gives you some encouragement, uh, gives you something to think about and something maybe for those of you that want to share um, regarding this area to help people grow and develop. Remember the three. It's Sarkikos, S-A-R-K-I, yeah, Sarki. Kos, K-O-S, that's the Sarkikos man, the unbeliever, the Sukikos, that's P, um, 
your P-S-U-S-I-K-O-S, Sukikos, that's soulish, and then there is Pneumaticos, P-N-E-U-M-A-T-I-K-O-S, I think is how it's spelled, Pneumaticos, from Pneuma, spirit, course, uh, person. All right, so uh, those are the three areas. Think about, go look at these scriptures again, and I hope this um, gives you some direction in your thinking. It's about mindsets. It's all about mindsets. Jesus said, uh, repent, change your mindset, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. All right, until next time, God bless you. Love you tremendously. Be strong, be safe, be inspired, be influential, be powerful. You are powerful in Jesus' name. Amen.